Okay, amigos and amigas, I did this live on my IG maybe like two, maybe yesterday, I don't even know, two days ago, maybe a day ago, I don't know. So before we hop into all of that though, there was something that I left off of the one time for the birthday bitch podcast episode and that's the fact that also when my birthday month comes along I really immerse myself in a lot of gratitude and one of the biggest things is that I'm grateful for this community I'm grateful for all of my followers I'm grateful for the community I've built inside of a toda madre I'm grateful for all of my clients all of the impact we have made together and I was really grateful because on my actual birthday me and some of my girlfriends went out And when I say we're now, we were nowhere near a club. I don't do that. But we went to have drinks at Champagne Lang's um, downtown. I think I said that right. Champagne Lang's. Gaia says that really interesting and it's a good time. But I can't say it quite just like her. But again, I really wanted to have drinks there because I love disco balls. You know how I have this like whole meaning behind it. So we went to have drinks there and the whole theme is like very funky so like i wore a hot pink dress i wore my white cowboy boots we were wearing like floral glasses and we had boas on it was a good ass time anyways so also funny story we went into that bar and we were having drinks and having a great time but the dj was so loud that we were like oh man it's so fun in here but we just like wish the dj would turn it down like two notches and that's how you know you're getting old because it's like yes we want the vibe but we also want to be able to hear each other so lol lol um but then so exciting excitingly enough my best friend's family was at another bar And it's called Miel de Agave. And again, it's downtown. And it's just like up the street. We literally like walked there. And I had been wanting to go to this place. So again, if you're local to Phoenix and like literally downtown Phoenix especially, you can check out both of these places. But Miel de Agave was so fun. They had live band like at 10 or 11. I can't remember when. And it's like rock en español. So like Mana, I mean, they put in a little Juanes and stuff. And like, again, they do a bunch of covers. It was amazing. We had the best time. But, excuse me, shout out to one of you guys. Mariel totally surprised me and like came up and was like, oh my God, is that you? Happy birthday, la la la. So again, I'm so grateful when you guys do approach me and they say like, hey, like what's up? Because I love it. I love it. I love meeting you guys. But so Mariela I had met at Community Comadres, which my friend Priscilla puts on. And little did I know, and guys, this is, I'm like, I, I never think it's me. Like, so I didn't know until afterwards, but Mariel had given the, the, the band my info that it was my birthday And so they did this whole shout out and it was so funny because they were like, oh yeah, we want to like say happy birthday to Sylvia and like all of this stuff. And I was looking around like, oh, there's another Sylvia here. And little did I know I was the Sylvia. (laughs) And it was funny because my friends were all like, woo. But like I was the last to realize like, oh, me, Sylvia. Anyways, 
We had a fantastic time. I danced with strangers, but that's not out of the ordinary for me. Um, I and again, I got to meet Marielle again. Like I've met her, but um, still so very cool. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that you guys wanted to celebrate with me in a sense. Again, I got so many messages, so much love. Like I'm just grateful. And I just I really wanted to start out this episode by just saying thank you for celebrating with me. Thank you for celebrating my growth. And just like thank you for being here. Like like Jay-Z says, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I'm I'm grateful and I don't take that lightly. Okay. Let's talk about what you came here for. So Love is blind and the world is watching. And I'm coming to you live on Monday, April 17th, 807, where we just witnessed the whole debacle yesterday. Um, yes, I'm local to Arizona, so that means that I am a diehard Phoenix Suns fan. Um, I take that back. My friend Janelle Wong is a diehard Suns fan. I'm just like a regular Suns fan. But... The Suns game was on. We were like at the beginning of the playoffs. So I had to like really work my time with trying to see if the reunion was uploading and then simultaneously watching the game as well. And so that was crazy too. Like that was important. And it never loaded. I know all of us were frustrated. I was even watching the Love is Blind live to see like if it would say like, hey, it's showing la 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 la. Um, I tried to stay up and obviously it didn't work. And then of course they finally just said like, Hey, it's going to be on tomorrow, 12 PM, blah, blah, blah. And I know, I know that there's a lot of mixed reviews. I know everybody is just like, it's, it was a flop. It wasn't messy enough for me. All of the things, right? I get it. I get it. I, I'm even in agreement with you sometimes of, of some of it of just like, okay, like there too much time passes. They should just like do the whole thing and do the reunion right after and have it all recorded. So everybody kind of gets the, the tea fresh, you know? And I, and I get that. I get that. But also I want us to just really be aware of what we're signing up for. Being aware of like, okay, we, we sign up for this drama. We sign up for the tomfoolery. And again, it's it's something that we choose to be a part of because like for a lot of us, like our lives are not that dramaful, right? And I'm definitely one of those people who it's like, we sign up to witness it because it's not ours, right? Because if it was ours, we wouldn't want it. And it just reminds me of a time like high school and college where it's like, oh, I don't want any drama. Yet here we are like talking all this crazy mess or like being involved where we definitely shouldn't be. So just it gives me those kind of vibes and that kind of energy. Also, we live in a world of edits like reality TV became a thing with the Kardashians and you are live or die by the edits. <clears throat> However, I will say Miss Vanessa Lachey pressed my boy Marshall way too hard and let Jackie walk away unscathed. There were no hard hitting questions. There was no like taking accountability. There was no putting her on the spot. None of it. As a matter of fact, like again, she wasn't even 
there like she wasn't physically there and I felt like what Marshall said was like so dead on of like okay like I've been slighted twice like one at the altar and two at the show like thinking that we're going to be able to talk and like hash things out and again like I get jilted so I was like ooh. anyways but the reason why I wanted to have this podcast episode is because I wanted to have the opportunity to give you real life examples, but also give you a real life example of how a love is blind can be applied to doing the self-work, to doing the work inside of a, co- a coaching program or inside of my group coaching program and how that makes sense or why it's relevant. So I want you to start with the foundation itself of what love is blind is, right? Love is, um, I think the question of the show is like, is love actually blind? Like, can you actually fall in love in the pods? Now, I think that brings up a really great, great question when it comes to romantic relationships. But I also think that it brings up a really great question when it comes to just ourselves. Because, and I, I just want to set this up as like a foundational thing that again, this is, this is obviously I don't teach a love is blind module inside of my coaching, but I do teach, uh, okay, let's get really real and honest about how your brain works, what your limiting beliefs are and the thoughts you think about almost on a daily basis and what they actually do to you and how you really channel all of that and process all of that because if we're being super honest I don't know that you're aware but your brain thinks a gazillion thoughts in minutes in hours and in days literally a gazillion thoughts and then the underlying thing is that your brain because it's meant to keep you safe, it keeps you in fight or flight. Your brain through society and through time and through the environment we've created as human beings, your brain has become so judgy. Judgy about you, judgy about other people, judgy, 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 judgy. And you can sit here and tell me like, oh my gosh, I'm the least most judgmental person. That's fine. And I could believe you absolutely 100%. But that doesn't mean that you stop having thoughts about things. That you stop having thoughts that make you have feelings that make you feel some type of way sometimes. Maybe you're not judging, but you will always have the thoughts. And, excuse me, I'm like busting out my notes here. Also, I sound a little nasally because like the allergias are killing me. But, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. So when these people walk into the pods, right, is love actually blind, right? They walk into these pods. They can't see them. They're They're only going by what they can hear and experience. And I said this on the live, but again, like the podcast was just like a really good place for me to go like super in depth. And I want you to think about it. Like these people walk into these pods and they can't see them. So they're piecing everything together with whatever senses that they have left. And again, our senses are there to be used, 
But also, and I made this a very big point on my live, is when you when most of those people walk into the pods, they're also walking in with their ego. They're also walking in with their baggage, right? The things that we have learned from past experiences, relationships, etc. So like your learned experiences and your pride. And your pride. And again, like, and please don't listen to this episode if you're like, oh, I haven't seen the reunion or or I haven't seen the whole thing. No, I'm going to spoil it for you. So like, please stop listening and go watch it. But my question to you, see guys, I'm so allergy. My question to you would be, one, I wonder how, well, it's, I, I'm about to tell you, so it's not really a I wonder, but I wonder if you could actually walk into the pods and fall in love with yourself instead of a person. And I'm not going to lie to you, working with me as your coach, really investing in yourself and doing the self-discovery is walking into the pods and having the opportunity to actually fall in love with yourself. Now, you can easily come at me and be like, okay, Sylvia, well, spoiler alert, we obviously know that love is blind doesn't work. There's literally proof of Paul, of Micah, of Irania, Irania, I've, I'm I'm apologizing if I said her name incorrectly. <coughs> Excuse me. Or um or Marshall, they're all proof that it doesn't work. And I could absolutely agree with you. But you know why? Because there's people listening to this podcast episode right now who would also be in that denial of like oh, well, it doesn't work. So therefore I don't have to work on it. I don't have to work on me because there's so much proof out there that this obviously doesn't work. But then there are couples who make it, right? Um, Tiffany and Brett. And I actually really like them. I'm not going to lie to you. I know that a lot of people will take a hot take on this, but like Kwame and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what is her name? Kwame and Lord help me. Becca? No, it's a white girl name, but it's not that. Anyways, whoever the, she he ended up with, that couple, I will totally tell you, they are different from when the tape from the tapes of being in the pods to the reunion they are two very different people and bliss and zach they're like in their own weird funky little way but they're so cute and it's working out but again when i and i'm going to tell you the same thing Those people walked into the pods and they were willing to be vulnerable. They were also willing to be 
good communicators. And I'm going to break that, that break that down a step further is not just a communicator of saying like, Oh, this is me. This is what I'm about. This, excuse me, this is what I like. Because anybody can do that, right? Anybody can say like, oh, this is me. This is what I like. This is who I am. This is my family, et cetera. Anyone can share about themselves. But it's also equally as important to be able to listen and comprehend. One of my favorite um, quotes that I share with my girls inside of coaching is I always say, when you're a communicator, are you listening to understand or are you just listening to respond? And it's very obvious of the people inside those pods of what kind of communicator they are. Are they there to understand someone so that they can get a better idea of who they are? Or are they just listening to respond, to keep the conversation going? Because again, understanding someone is way more different of, or excuse me, than having a good conversation flow. I can literally walk into any Applebee's at a happy hour and have great superficial conversation with anyone, but also it would be me like choosing to be like, okay, I'm not choosing to like, I'm I'm just here for a good time. Although that would be really hard for me because I just like navigate and understanding people. But there's a difference. Do you want to have good conversation flow or are you also trying to understand someone? And then the other part to that is Am I going to be willing to understand what this person is saying to me and not add in all of my extra self-limiting beliefs, projections, and own lived personal experiences and fears and just take this for what this person is trying to share to me or tell me about or explain Because that also matters. That's also a really big fucking deal. Ooh, guys, sorry, I just dropped my pen. But then I wanna I that's the other that's the other side of the coin that I wanna ask you about is what if we decided to love blind love is blind ourselves? What if you had the opportunity? This summer to say, okay, Sylvia's been talking her shit. She's talking about like, let's have a summer of, this is the summer of confidence. I want to love as blind myself. And I want to fall in love with myself in the pods without carrying all of this extra judgment that I know that I carry about myself with all of my self-limiting beliefs, with the way I, when, with the inner critic that I carry all the time and I listen to all the fucking time, what would happen? What kind of transformation would I experience if I actually did love is blind, but for myself? 
because that's the part, right? If we're being honest, and I know that you listened to the last podcast episode about like really normalizing every version of ourselves. That's the hard part is that if we if we were to pretend to play love is blind those people were in a condensed space and a condensed amount of time to be really real and open and upfront about who they are because they had a limited amount of time but i know that if we did like speed dating at a regular applebee's i don't know why applebee's is like the place to be but if we did a regular degula speed dating, it would be hard for you to come up with all of the rough patches, all of the mistakes, all of the failures, all of the things that we do such a good job of trying to hide because those are the things that we work so hard to disassociate from. All the places in which we felt, we felt like we fell short. But that's the part where, no. If you actually gave yourself an opportunity to look at working with a coach as an experience of love is blind, but for yourself, you'd see that you begin to befriend your brain. You begin to normalize the inner critic that lives within you. And you begin to understand how judgy your brain is, but how much you're able to bring those parts of you that are not necessarily the ones that you're like, ooh, these are my fave, but how much you're going to be able to bring those along and normalize the thoughts around them because at the end of the day, they are a part of you. And if I'm being really honest, Jackie is one of those people. And she said it out loud. She's like, am I crazy? Do I probably need to do the self-work? And I was like in the fucking TV, like, hell yeah, sister. Hell yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. Or you don't need to sit here and listen to this podcast episode and it's like, well, I'm not as fucked up as Jackie. That's not the point. The point is being able to show up for yourself in any relationship, whether you're a daughter, a friend, at work, in a romantic relationship, whatever the case might be, but being able to be honest with yourself. Because that's important. And Jackie is a prime example of someone who is literally like, I don't know how to navigate in ease I don't know how to navigate in non-survival mode I don't know what it is to have like true acceptance because I've only been around and have only accepted that like rugged Ashanti breakup song kind of love and if you're listening to this episode and you're like bitch you're fucking talking to me that's okay that's okay But also, if you are listening to this and the dynamic that I felt, oh my God, I cannot remember her name, but the one who's with Kwame, that girl, 
not in the reunion because I felt like she showed a lot of growth at the reunion but when the taping was happening like when they were like actually in the pods and like going to Mexico and stuff I felt like there was a lot of insecurity a lot of like okay all of my eggs are in this basket but because I want the relationship so bad at the end of this I'm determined to be married instead of being like I would really like to pursue the opportunity of walking away with a relationship. And I mean, yes, it does get a little extreme and a little crazy about having a marriage at the end of it. But also being like, I'm not going to change. And I I call this chameleon syndrome is like, I'm not going to change into whatever other people want me to be just so that I get picked. And I did see a little bit of that during love is blind from her specifically it's gonna kill me i think her name is chelsea i hope i'm right whatever and then another piece and again i don't want you to like be like oh my god sylvia psychoanalyzed every single person no but i just want you to identify with the thoughts and the feelings and i want to begin to normalize that for you Because if we're being really honest, a lot of us do a really good job. And it's so funny because I see it every single time. People think that they know their thought processes. They think that they know how to regulate their emotional nervous system. And then they come work with me and they're like, oh, shit, I had no fucking idea. And another example is bliss. Which I absolutely stand by because bliss witnessed her i mean her her she witnessed zach choose somebody else over her when she knew damn well that she gave every effort every attention and was very vulnerable and transparent through the whole time she was dating that man and he still chose someone else over her so when it came to have that conversation where they were like okay do we want to pursue this she was very very honest and she's like it's this is an insecurity of that's coming up for me of the fact that I'm gonna feel for a while that I was second choice and a lot of people and I saw this like on Instagram and on TikTok and everything a lot of people gave bliss a really fucking hard time because they were like no girl like you ain't nobody's plan b and I get that But the people that react like that are the people who are like, okay, I'm saying these things out of pride. I'm saying these things out of ego. Because at the end of the day, people do make mistakes. And again, it's up to you to decide what your boundaries are and what are deal breakers. She had every right to say, no, I'm no one's second choice. But she was brave. She was confident she trusted herself and was like I know I love this man and I want to have the opportunity to pursue this because I know I see something different in him than I've ever dated in the past and I want to see where this goes does that make sense 
And these are all the kinds of things that we work on inside of coaching because why? We learn to regulate our emotions. We learn to talk about deep insecurities or their self-limiting beliefs, not because we're replacing them, but because we're normalizing the fact that these thoughts and emotions actually happen. And we don't push them down or have some whack-ass coping mechanisms anymore. No, we validate them. We welcome them in, but we don't let them fucking stay. And that's literally what it's like to work with me. As your coach, as your friend. But that is what I do inside of Atola Madre Coaching. That is what I do. And <clears throat> excuse me, I know we can hee hee ha ha about Kwame and be like, ooh, he looks forced to be there. But he also showed a lot of growth. At the reunion, I was like, wow, this is a completely different person about like feeling forced and like Chelsea being weird and like all of this shit. Yeah, totally. I get it. But I will say that those two grew from the last time we saw them in like in a recording episode. I'm trying to think of other people. Oh, guys, sorry. It's getting close to my nap. My nap time. My bedtime. Mm. Josh. I thought it was weird that he like was like, yeah, I was cutting all this weight. So that's why I got shit faced. What? I'm trying to think who else. Jackie. I would love if somebody like knows her in real life. Just give her my info. Just so I can slide her my card. Tell her to follow me. Um, I'm trying to think. Micah. Micah, I feel like, is someone who really worries hard about what everyone else thinks. And again, I don't say this to bring on guilt or shame. I say these things because I want you to be comfortable enough in this space while you're listening to this to be like, wow, Sylvia is really reading off some shit. And the reason why I feel so comfortable is because I have been these women. I have experienced these feelings and it's the only motherfucking reason that I'm able to coach on this shit because I can actually tell you I've been there, mama. I've done it. I've cried inside of bathrooms on Mill Avenue. Why? Because I was dating a shitty ass person at times. Or why? Because I am the only female girl in my family and the responsibility does end up on me. And the list can go on and on. Was I a people pleaser? Yes. Did I turn into whatever people needed me to be like a chameleon? Yes. Um, All of the things. All of the things. Textbook Latina things, I was that. But going back to my Micah thing, she really worries about what other people think. And she didn't want to be made to look like a fool instead of being brave and saying yes at the altar. And so she punted it to Paul so that he had every opportunity to look like the bad man. But again, all of us, based on what I've been seeing and reading, everybody could see it too. Now, 
I don't want to get like 6,000 DMs of being like, Sylvia, you're a jerk and you're like reading people. No, like, could I be totally wrong? And could they write me tomorrow and be like, get the fuck out of here? Yeah, absolutely. But I've been coaching for a long ass time and I've seen some things. And more importantly, I've experienced those things. I know what it's like to just want to be picked, to want to be desired, to want to be loved. And I can tell because I used to play in that action. And I'm telling you, Sierra, she could come on this podcast, my best friend in the whole world, and she could fucking tell you, yup, yup, and yup. So, guys, I'm so sorry about the coughing. Gosh, it's just like annoying. I know I can't help a cough, but load. So, just to drill it in one more time. What if you took the next three months to be like, I'm going to work with Sylvia. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to learn how to trust myself and build more confidence than I ever have in my whole fucking life. And I'm going to love is blind myself for the next three months. And I wonder what would come of it and what kind of person I would become through doing the self-work. So I am taking on clients for one-to-one and I do have some good things coming on the way. I have a challenge coming and I have a theme coming of this is the summer of confidence. And I've got some good things on the way, but nothing beats doing the actual work, being an actual client, and beginning the self-work journey. Working with me directly, nothing beats that. And all of my clients will tell you, and you have seen time and time again, that it's worth every penny, it's worth every second of time, and it is just worth it. So, I love chatting Love is blind, but I really wanted to apply it in a way where you'd be like, wow, I would have never thought about it like that. And reveal some things about your brain and how we navigate and how we stroke that ego and how we take our pride into consideration. And being honest about, do you actually process your feelings? I love y'all. Thank you so much for the continued birthday love. The month ain't over, so I'm going to stay on my shit. And go motherfucking sons, okay? Oh, this is a hot take, but Bad Bunny and Kendall, I can't co-sign that shit. Am I having two shirts made that are like anti-Kendall Jenner? Yes. Are they pro-poppy D-book? 
Yes. Am I still very upset with Benito? Yes. However, after witnessing what took place in Coachella, do I think that the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder? Yes. And I'm praying, praying, praying that Chris Jenner has paid Bad Bunny to be in the press with my boy in order to be a distraction from Travis Scott. Don't at me. I follow all those little celeb chats in La Chingada. Because again, we love a good cup of tea. Okay, bitch? Good shit. I love y'all. I really, I, I was really excited to have this conversation with you, but now I'm going to take my ass to bed because load, I really hope this is just allergies. I love y'all and I'll see you on the next track. As always, this is Sylvia Brands, your self-trust and confidence coach, encouraging you to live life a toda madre. Bye.